You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. Got a question about healthcare, dieting, exercising? Give us a call at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Now, here's your host, Ron Young. Good morning, London. I want to welcome you all to the program. My name is Ron Young, and of course, every Saturday morning at the 9.30 half hour, uh, I'll be joining you as well as uh, members from the MedPoint Kinesiology team talking all things health and fitness. Uh, this week we have a big topic. Uh, we have lots to talk about as far as what's going on at MedPoint. Uh, but I want to introduce uh, across from me here, Peter Martone. Peter, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Ron. I, I missed last week. I was disappointed, but uh, I heard you guys had a good show. Yeah, I think, well. it, I think it went really well. Kate filled up and stepped up and did her good job. Yeah, good. yeah. And we missed you. I mean, yeah. you know, we can't get the same crew every week, but that's fine. That was fun. Yeah, so uh, I want to talk about a few things going on at MedPoint right now because uh, there's there's quite a few different things with the 13-week challenge. We have the new metabolic testing, uh, you know, and of course, your training, Fresh FM's very own Tony Ross. So tell me about how things are going with Tony. It's it's awesome actually. Tony joined a 13 week program. Um, she came into the gym with different goals than I'm used to. Usually, a lot of people come into the gym and they want to just lose weight, mm-hmm. lose weight, drop about 30 pounds or something like that. They come in, but Tony comes in. She's actually fairly fit already. Yeah. So she wanted to kind of build some muscle mass and and lean up just a little bit. So I I like having a challenge or something mm-hmm. that's different at her uh, at the facility because. Because then it, it gets me thinking again, what should I be doing? Trying to change up my mindset. Yeah, no, that's true. Because a lot of people, I mean, it's probably safe to say about 90% of people who walk through the, the doors have weight loss goals in mind. But that's not only that's not the only thing you need to be focused on. Because mm-hmm. if we think uh, the aging process, we need to make sure that our, our joints are strengthened enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to make sure that our core, our balance and stability is 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 at its at its best. Yeah, for your age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and, and that's all almost aesthetic stuff. Like mm-hmm. we also, we're a medically integrated facility, right? Yeah. So we have to look at um, blood pressures, um, cholesterol, um, blood sugar levels. All those yeah. things are just things that are, that's part of health, but it's not the, what you see when you walk into the gym. Someone could be very fit, but all those other um, behind the scenes things yeah. are very important and that's what we try to look at as well. Yeah, I like what you said there. It's not always in the foreground. It's not always in people's minds, but I find a lot of times when I'm working with clients, the goals will often start to change. So maybe they they do cut 5 to 10 pounds, then they think, "Okay, yeah, I, I would like to have more balance." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a couple clients, uh, older individuals over 70 and their balance is phenomenal. Like I would maybe say that they're better than uh, a lot of people y- much younger than them, maybe 10, 10 15 years younger than them. Mm-hmm. And it's very impressive because I just hope, and, and I know you do too, uh, as we age, uh, we'll keep up with the exercise, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, it's our hopes that we'll have as good a balance as that to avoid slip and falls and whatnot. So mm-hmm. always make sure that you evaluate your go- goals. Always make sure that your goals are are clear cut, very Mm -hmm. defined because you want to have a purpose when you're in the gym. You want to make sure that you're not exercising uh, and just kind of going through the motions. So uh, making those smart goals uh, is going to be very important for for your success. And that's what we do for the 13-week program that we have at MedPoint. When you get in, you do your medical and then we set goals first. Mm -hmm. 
before we get any any training because we want to know which direction we're headed. And through the 13 weeks, we can modify those goals that set short term, long term, mm-hmm. um, and then reevaluate step by step. That's what we have. We have the bod pod and the metabolic testing mm-hmm. that we can do it four weeks or six weeks and see that, okay, um, we have kind of made some progress, but maybe we should modify this because it isn't working exactly what we want. So that's the best thing about this. We we can modify with the stuff we have on site. Yeah. And, and I like that because then you can show the client, look, we've gone through four weeks of training. This was where you were at when you started. This is where you're at now. Uh, there's no guesswork involved in it. <laughs> and one of the units that's that's brand new to MedPoint and exclusive to the to in the city of London, I guess, um, is the metabolic testing unit. And we we have the bod pod so we can accurately determine your body composition as far, far as fat-free mass and fat mass goes. Um, but now we can go the next level and we can tell individuals how much they're burning off at rest. Mm-hmm, the rest metabolic rate. And that's very important because if we can get a baseline of how many calories an individual is burning off just if they laid in bed all day, yeah, essentially. Yeah, just basic physiological function, breathing, mm-hmm. um, your heart beating, um, things like that. Just to sustain functionality. Then we can properly put them in a in a healthy deficit as far as their meal plan goes if they want to cut weight. Um, or, you know, we can check how their metabolism is affecting uh, their goals. Yeah, and then, you, do you have a high metabolism? Do you have a low metabolism? You know, and then and then when you we figure out what you're doing for exercise, you know how many calories you burn in those sessions, and then we can go from there and say, okay, like you were just talking about the negative balance. We, if you want to lose the weight, or if you want to put on some lean mass, we know we gotta have, make sure you're putting more in your system than you're burning. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that people don't often see when they're going to the gym. Uh, they just a lot of times go by feel. Okay, I feel a little bit better in these clothes, but. I don't know about you, Pete, but when I go to the gym, I want to know I've worked out and I want to know what I'm doing and what I'm pouring my time into is actually going to be giving me benefits. Mm-hmm. With, so without a goal, then you're just kind of winging it. You don't, you just, you have to have that set things going. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, lots going on at MedPoint. Check out the website. It's www.medpoint.ca. And uh, obviously you can check out the fitness links there. Um, because we have a lot of things that you can take advantage of. And it's small steps, right? We do have large training packages that we do. Uh, We have the 13-week promotional program, but then there is, you know, at-home programs that we can cater to you if you have gym equipment in your home and you want something like that done. Or we can do a bod pod uh, metabolic test, set you up with a meal plan in one of our weight management programs, etc. Right? We're here to help you and If you ever have any questions, the listeners here, you know, call us, 519-432-1919, extension 259, Mm -hmm. uh, or you can email myself. It's ron at medpoint.ca. So we're going to go into our topic now because we have have lots to talk about here, Peter, and, and very interesting topic. This is a topic that some people can't live without, you would say. It's a topic that affects approximately 1% of the uh, population of Mm -hmm. uh, the United States and and Canada. And it's a topic that in the past year, consumers have spent $508 million on in the U.S. with a projection uh, forecasted to $628 million by the year 2017. 
What are we talking about, Pete? Well, you, like I was going to add to that, you probably will know someone who tries to avoid this. Yeah. And you probably also know one who's tried to eliminate from their diet or they want to kind of include in their diet. And we're going to be talking about gluten. Gluten. So this this has been thrown around a lot lately. I mean, it is a, it is a hot topic in in the world of health. Pete, I don't know about you, but about four years ago, I I never knew anybody who had a gluten sensitivity or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Within the last like few years, you said it just become such a forefront in our in our health, and people are just kind of blindsided with all this information, and they don't know whether it's healthy or it's unhealthy or what they should be doing with it. Yeah, exactly. And the article that we looked at was from the Globe and Mail, and um, they found that a third of participants in that study. Uh, when they were asked, do you think a gluten-free product is healthier than a gluten product? A third of participants said, yes, it's got to be healthier than than the gluten. Yeah, the you know. counterpart. Yeah. And I found that interesting because it's it's easily perceived that, oh, gluten-free, this must be good for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and that's kind of in people's minds. It, it's like that that type of thing that... If you learn something when you're young, that idea is usually going to stay in your mind. And if if anybody tries to change that idea, you're going to be very resistant to it or, or at least need some convincing to change your train of thought. Yeah, and one of the biggest issues is that when people see this, they assume that, but they really don't even know what gluten is. And, like, gluten is basically just a protein. It's found naturally in wheat, rye, mm-hmm. and barley. Um, it's what gives the bread that elasticity and, and doughiness. Mm-hmm. So, um uh, we also know that there's a lot of unsuspecting foods that have gluten in them. Like we add it to them, yeah. like ketchup, um, soy sauce, yogurt, toothpaste, some shampoo, mm. um, things like we don't expect to have it in it. We've used, um, we've taken it out and put it in. Yeah, it's that elastic uh, property that makes it such a desirable thing because when you think of bread, Pete, you don't want that hard, crusty, kind of flat piece of bread. You want something that's doughy and, and you know, at least that's what most uh, most people w- would crave, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, breads are more carb-heavy mm-hmm. uh, than, say, a, a pita or something like that. Obviously, probably a better alternative. But people like that 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 elasticity and, and that, that doughiness, mm-hmm. which, which the gluten protein gives us yeah. in the food. And this is what it comes down to is that some people are affected by gluten while others are not. Now, mm-hmm. it some people may it may wreak havoc on their insides. And this is like you'll feel fatigued, headaches, depression, weight loss, weight gain, diarrhea. There's a lot of things that gluten can affect certain individuals with. But that's only a, a small few. Now, mm-hmm. um, we, this disease is called celiac disease. Mm-hmm. Right, Ron? And yep. it's your immune response um, to the to the gluten kind of reacts and doesn't like it. It wants to get rid of it. And it, it affects your nutrient absorption. Um, uh, it can damage your small intestine if it's if it's not looked after soon. Yeah. And we're not saying, obviously we're not saying that gluten's bad because we know that it's it's necessary in, in a lot of individuals. And in foods that contain gluten, you do get a lot of vitamin uh, B vitamins and stuff like that. Those uh, micronutrients that are sometimes omitted when you take the gluten out of food, mm-hmm. but and and at the other side of the scale, we're not saying gluten free is all bad either. 
So just we're not making any enemies here just to just to play it safe. But but we want to make sure that people are aware and that they're making informed choices and they're not just going by what their friend says or, or something like that. Right. Yeah. So. So when you see that gluten thing, you just shouldn't be like, OK, I should be gluten free or um, I should only be eating gluten. You should just like Ron was just saying, be aware, take some steps and figure mm-hmm. out whether or not gluten is the right thing for you. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. Um, We're going to be taking a quick break, but when we come back, we are going to be talking more about this gluten mystery. And just to try and point point everybody in the right direction as to how to make those informed choices and, and where to turn to for information. So we'll be back after this commercial break. Feel free to email us, uh, ron at medpoint.ca. You're listening to MedPoint's Half Hour of Health, live on AM980 or online at am980.ca. The most interesting health news, advice, and your calls at 519-643-2222 or 1-866-354-8255. Once again, here's your host, Ron Young. Welcome back to the program. My name is Ron Young, and of course, across the table from me joining me this week is Peter Martone. Hello. Um, we, we've got ourselves in deep here. We're in a, we're in a big topic, uh, the topic of gluten. Obviously a mystery to some people. Uh, some people... Love it. Some people hate it. Some people think they know what it is. Some people have no idea what know what it is. Yeah. Well, did you see that Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel uh, skit? It was pretty funny. They were asking. They went up to random people on the street and asked them if they were gluten free, and they would agree to it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Then they would ask them what is gluten, and they would no, draw a blank. Nobody and they would make could. something up and yeah. be completely wrong. So yeah, nobody could really point their finger on it. So this whole idea of gluten was kind of introduced to us about three or four years ago um, by a gentleman who who was doing a lot of research at the time, and he found that gluten in foods is problematic. Gluten it should be avoided as much as possible. It's this gluten protein that's giving people adverse effects. I find it funny, Peter, because now it's the same gentleman um, who did this research a few years ago. Uh, who's uh, now coming out and saying, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, maybe it wasn't all just gluten, but he's also talking about a short-chain carbohydrate that is slowly digested in your small intestine that could be more of the culprit than gluten. So it's kind of like he he had this idea, and, and now he's kind of saying, well, gluten does have a place, but eventually... Um, you know, maybe it is the food map that, that is getting us, right? So, Peter... Somebody comes into the gym and they ask you, or they tell you, I'm going completely 100% gluten-free. What's your reaction to that? My first reaction would they be asking, is there something that triggered this? Is there a reason why you've, you decided you wanted to be gluten-free? And most, most of the times they're going to say, oh, it must be healthier. I, I think that's, that's what I should be doing. It'll help me lose my weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily. So the first thing I would say is let's, let's try to determine whether or not you actually have celiac or you ha- wreaks, whether it wreaks havoc on your stomach or you just have a sensitivity to it. Yeah. So there isn't an, an, a big issue to just cut gluten out for a month, say. Mm-hmm. Our bodies can function without it. So if you were to take gluten out of your diet completely for a one month, um, well, you can determine whether how you, if you feel better. So yeah. if you're sleeping better. Um, do you have more energy through the day? Does your stomach not feel as bloated? It, it's like it's like if you're trying to quit smoking, right? Yeah. Maybe you just 
do baby steps at a time. Yeah, kind of the same thing. If you want to get off gluten, maybe try and omit it from the diet a few days a week, and and kind of go from there. Yeah, and if and if you feel better, then okay, maybe I do have some type of sensitivity because there are a lot of people that do have a sensitivity to gluten, but just don't they're not sure. So this way we can kind of determine okay, um, gluten does affect me, so I'll just kind of limit what I consume. Mm-hmm. So that's that'd be the first step I would do to say some to say somebody, and if if they were hundred percent set on oh I needed to be gluten. And even you can tell them as much as you want. You know, mm. it's not, it doesn't really affect you, 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 these things and that. We can just recommend healthier non-gluten foods than, than others. So yeah. we could choose buckwheat, um, bean pasta, quinoa over like rice or, or that something, something like that. Yeah. And it's important to note that these foods like buckwheat and quinoa, um, they have the micronutrients that that we need in our systems and specifically the B vitamins, which are crucial to keeping our bodies running like well-oiled machines. B vitamins help, help us make new cells. They work as an antioxidant. They boost your good cholesterol mm-hmm. and they also promote healthy skin and hair. Yeah. So, I mean, it is, it is that kind of thing where, you know, I want to get off of gluten, but you don't want to lose out on all of those nutrients that are essential for life. Yeah. So when the like like to touch back on this, when people remove that gluten, they're removing more things than just the gluten, just to get the refined down. So yeah. we do lose like things, and that's why you were saying that we need to make sure we have those B vitamins, and other nutrients that are in those foods that we we assume is in. Yeah, exactly. So the take home points from the talk today, obviously, non gluten foods are not healthier. That's a that's what people perceive, but it's not true. Uh, we're becoming more aware of this in recent years uh, about gluten and the effects on the body. Um, we looked at some gluten-free foods, and we had we looked at some foods that had gluten added to them, um, both of which have can have their own issues if, if, if you look at it, and it depends what way you're looking at it. Yeah. Um, but overall, we want to make sure that people do their research, people, you know, make sure that they're making those informed decisions yeah. and not just giving up gluten because they feel it's the thing to do. Yeah, just be aware. Take your take the steps like you were just saying and and it like it doesn't it doesn't make you healthier when you have no gluten in your diet. Mm. It's just do your due diligence and we'll figure it you can figure it out for And that and see a doctor because it can lead to other other things too, right? Because maybe it's not a gluten sensitivity or, or even a wheat sensitivity, but maybe it's a sensitivity to another food group like dairy or something that is causing havoc on your body. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you have a clear, uh, you know, concise source of, of the problems before you start eliminating stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do what, what Pete said about just, you know, taking out some gluten foods and, and seeing how you're feeling. But overall, I mean, if we can get tested for different food sensitivities. All it takes is a blood test for, for, for this thing, right? Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, you can ask your doctor if you're concerned about it. Um, you know, we have the walk-in uh, clinic at MedPoint. So stop by and, and you can ask for a requisition and get, get your blood tested. Um, so what I want to do now, Pete, uh, we have a few minutes. I want to talk about some different tips because we have a lot of people listen to the program and they like the exercising components. So we do have a couple of fitness tips for individuals to get the most out of their workouts in the gym. Yeah, and to change something up for the weekend. You know, you may be doing going on the treadmill and doing the same thing over and over again. Just mm. small changes or um, things like that can just give you a little boost and give you that extra motivation to try something new and feel better. Yeah. So the first one is toning up on the treadmill. A lot of people do treadmill for cardio warm up. 
A lot of people will go to the gym, they'll go on the treadmill for an hour, which is fine. All, all things good. Um, if you want to get a little bit of a boost from that treadmill workout, um, we suggest maybe try three or five pound dumbbells in your hand while you're walking. If, if you have the balance and, and you feel comfortable with weights on the treadmill, mm-hmm. that will burn you off more calories uh, and it'll get your, get your you know, metabolism going. And not even just holding them. You could, if you feel comfortable with that, with that, then you can just maybe do a shoulder press, do a bicep curl with mm-hmm. these lightweights, tricep extensions, things like that that will activate your upper body. Because the treadmill obviously is a, is a lower body movement. And your arms usually just hang there and maybe swing to the side. So um, adding this this extra element will make it from a lower body to a full body exercise. Yeah. yeah. And there was another thing I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the elliptical and uh, doing the elliptical backwards while we're on the topic of cardio equipment. Because a lot of people don't know about that. You can actually do the elliptical backwards, you know, sit down kind of in a half squat and it'll really burn those quads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the second point we want to make, chart your progress. Make sure that you're staying motivated. Kind of what we talked about at the top of the show. Um, if Unless you have a clear goal in mind when you're going to the gym, you know, you may become unmotivated mm-hmm. because you want to make sure you're setting goals and doing and, and kind of going through everything, making sure that you're hitting those goals because otherwise what's the point, mm-hmm. right? You have to, if you can relate back to something, then you know how far you've gotten. And that's that's why you chart your progress. And you can see two weeks ago I did uh, a 135-pound squat. Now this week I'm doing a 155-pound squat. You may forget. You may remember. But everybody's different. So charting your progress will make sure you're on point with those things. Yeah. And the, the other uh, tip that we wanted to make sure the listeners heard was give yourself a break, right? P- too many times people think I need to get in the gym. I need to go hard, hard, go hard at it. And they don't give themselves adequate rest. And it, it can be a real issue because um, if you're not resting, then your body doesn't have uh, that time in order to kind of bounce back, yeah. in order to rebound. And it's not just on the day. You can just you can spread it over to a year. We, we go this 80-20 plan, you know. Mm-hmm. 80% of the year, you, you can be very committed. But then there's that 20% of the year, what is your your birthday or holidays or vacation, where it's very tough to to maintain um, your your fitness goal. So yeah. it, it it does happen. But if you're able to keep an 80-20 a ratio, mm-hmm. then you know you've you've been for good for 80% of the year, and you should be happy about that. Yeah. Like don't don't criticize yourself if you for one day of the week of a month that something goes wrong. Yes. Yeah. Or you're Everybody going on a cruise or something, right? Exactly, yeah. and you just can't get to that place. I think if if you're surrounded by temptation, it's always important just to make sure portion control. Honestly, you know, it's going to save you because the big Thanksgiving dinners with all the gravy and dressing and everything like that that we just had last, like this month, um, people get wrapped up in it. They they overconsume at mealtime, and then they're they're adding the sugars and stuff like that that the, that the desserts bring, right? Bit of a tongue twister there, <laughs> um, but making sure that you you have that adequate rest and 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 that you're not overwhelmed with it, right? Because then it'll become a burden. Um, and also getting 150 minutes at least of cardio uh, each week is probably a really good parameter oh, to follow. Yeah. So, anyways, that's that about wraps it up for today. Uh, I want to thank everyone for joining us uh, and listening. 
Obviously, if you have any health or fitness, uh, nutrition-related questions, feel free to email me. It's ron at medpoint.ca. You can visit our website, book in for some uh, services. We'd be happy to help you and point you in the right direction. Uh, That's medpoint.ca. A lot of good things. Uh, Thanks for joining me on the show today, Pete. My pleasure, Ron. And uh, next week, uh, we're going to be talking about a few different topics uh, and what we want to do is we want to put it out to the listeners. What topics do you want to hear about? What what myths can we go over? Uh, you know, what nutrition, what fitness, what exercise questions do you have? Please email me, ron at medpoint.ca, and we'll make sure that we field some questions on next week's show and, and cater to you guys. So it's your health, it's your time. This is Ron Young signing off. <laughs>